it really isn't about the content. No. Although we have broken down very specific content for you because you have to unpack the content and the feelings that happen as that content is layered to understand the process. And this is a process. You have to be in tune with yourself. You have to be able to go, there is something going on that is causing internal tension. Mm. And when there is something going on that's causing internal tension, there is a high likelihood that it is causing relational tension. I'm Angela. And I'm Chad. And we discuss issues that couples face in everyday life. Then we set you up to have a conversation with your partner that's designed to bring you closer together. This is the Connecting Couples podcast with the real Emhoffs. Real conversations for a real connection. Welcome to episode eight of our series on pain from the past or raw spots. And in this episode, we're really going to focus in on some of my raw spots, some of the places where I've been impacted. And I'll share a little bit about my story around money and really growing up without much money. Um, I think my family was, uh, I don't know if I'd say we were poor, poor, but we definitely always considered everywhere we spent dollars. Um, and, and it was something that was always on my mind. I was aware of it even as a little kid. Like I knew that like, Hey, we don't have money for this or for that, or we can't just go spend on this or that. Um, and so growing up, it was one of those things where I was like, man, this is, this is something I need to be concerned about. This is something I need to be thinking about. Um, and, and I really got a lot of messages around money and how I needed to be, um, conscious of or concerned about or frugal with uh, the dollars that my family had or made. And I've really carried that into adulthood too. And it's really caused some spots where I'm like, I over um, analyze probably everything I spend money on. I think about it way more than I should, I think. You know, we've been trying to get you guys to break down in your relationship the things that keep showing up, patterns that you keep fighting over. So for us, the examples we've given when we go out to eat, there is something at play with Chad and I that has shown up enough times that we had something to go. Is this a raw spot or is this just a trigger? When we talked about building something, the playground structure, or go back to the sunflower table, is what is at play there? Sometimes, like in that building scenario, we, by the time we unpacked it, realized, was it really a raw spot? Instead, we realized that we flip roles in our cycle. Chad Which beca- is confusing. Yeah. yeah. Chad becomes a pursuer. I become the withdrawer. But there's tension, and the tension keeps going. If you go back to episode two of this series where you ask yourself, where have I felt this before? And so there have been times in our relationship where we get in a fight and it's like, man, this is familiar. We've been here before. Where have we been here before? Multiple times in our relationship. How about before our relationship? And we start to unpack what are the meanings and what's there. So this particular one Chad is bringing up, I want to say showed up early enough in our marriage where we were trying to make decisions on purchases. Mm. Um, We were early in our marriage and he wanted to buy something. And the process that he was going through to make the purchase felt extensive to me. Is that a fair way way to word it? I think you were going to say excessive. (laughs) Maybe, Uh, I don't know, but excessive. Like there was a lot going into it. Yeah. And you know, in my upbringing, it was like, do you want a thing, need a thing, and do you have enough money for the thing? And if you needed it and had the money for it, try to make an efficient choice, but there you go. 
Okay. Get it. Yeah. 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 For so even now for me, I don't necessarily spend a lot of time going. Do I need that or do I want that or do we have enough money for it? Like I don't think I overspend. I'm not somebody that like tries to make purchases to feel better. Although as I say that, I remember in my first marriage there was a season I went through where I was trying to validate through shopping and yeah. Uh, but but I'm not in that and we're in a place where we both work hard, have some funds, and can make purchases. But when Chad makes a purchase from early on in our marriage through now 11 years in. Today, yeah. Through today, through, you know, even the next purchase he's going to make. There is, there are steps. Like, there is tangible um, energy with mm-hmm. the process that he is in, that includes everything from a consumer reports, ratings, um, price analysis. Uh, it is a it. It's a lot, and so it's a lot. <laughs> we found ourselves getting in a cycle around whether he should make a purchase or not, and what he required of me to to give what he needed me to give him or tell him yeah to give him permission or not it it was a little bit of a mess for quite some time and to be honest we're still trying to navigate it but it's one that we thought applied to this topic and we wanted to bring it to you so let us show you a little bit about how that showed up so angelo noticed like oh he's he's bringing these ideas or these purchases to me that maybe we're like non um essential not big deals i'm not talking about a new car. We talk about new cars and yeah. we've, we, or whatever. I'm not talking about something huge, but I mean, even like she goes, well, you got a bunch of gym shorts earlier. She's like, you don't have a problem <laughs> buying gym shorts. I'm like, I do. I do have a problem. I do not buy gym shorts that I don't like. They need to be very, you know, everybody stay with me here for a second. I need to like them. They need to be cheap as far as cost, not necessarily cheaply made. And they need to be uh, um, available. Inconsistent. Like I, I want these things to work. I want to clarify though, because you just even said not, not around big purchases like a new car, and I want to come back and say, it is around big purchases. But what we have discovered as we've unpacked this is apparently it's around any purchases. Yeah. And I, that's what I didn't know because yeah. you're not sending me reports uh, or price analysis for, you know, some gym shorts that you that have pockets and drawstrings that you like. Yeah. You're just buying a couple pairs of those because you found something you like. Yeah. I don't see the internal process there. If it's a big purchase, I see more of the struggle that I think you're in. Yeah, well, like, like even with the gym shorts. One day I was like, I don't have these kind of shorts that I like. And I'm like, I'm going to go to Walmart. I know, fancy. And uh, <laughs> go get these shorts that I like. That We're at Walmart. They're 15 bucks or something. Yeah. They're cheap. Russell um, brand or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Russell Athletic. <laughs> uh, but, but it's like it's not – it's not an expensive pair of shorts, but I'm like, I want these shorts so that I have them in the places I want them. And to me, it's like, I get into this bind where I'm like, is this $15 worth it? And like, I can quickly kind of go, Oh, shake that off. What are you doing? It's 15 bucks. Who cares? Spend more on that. We'll spend more on than that on lunch. Like it's going to, I'll spend $15 to eat. And so I'm like, this does not matter that much, Chad. You don't have to worry about it. Just buy the shorts. But the process hits me. It's always like, Ooh, what am I going to do with these dollars? How does this work? Are they things that I deserve or should have? Or should I be more efficient with what I already have? Um, Should I put up with shorts that I don't like? Which my brain is going, these dollars matter. How we spend these dollars is a big deal. I, at this point, in his $15 Walmart 
short purchase. I have no idea that there is even a struggle. And the the truth is, a lot of times when these raw spots show up, your partner might not have any idea what that right. experience is like because they don't have the same past attached meaning to that. Yeah, I can buy a new set of gym, you know, spandex shorts or, or gym clothes or a new gym outfit. And I don't even think twice about it. <laughs> like it's not a consideration. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they have, yeah. you know, the spring line is out. I want to get these new, you know, running pants. And I do it and I don't think twice about it. I had no idea because my experience is so different that he was struggling with that until we started talking about it and he let me in like, no, it's not just on big items. Big items are the worst. Yeah. I mean, it, for me anyway, uh, again, it's probably a raw spot or, or some form of it because I'm like, if I buy a car and I spend this amount of money on it, I want it to last forever and it needs to be the very best, most efficient, most Forever seems I, like a, I, it's it. not true. <laughs> I, I know that yeah. that is not true, but spending money on something really does. It says that's where you're going to place your, your energy, your time, your worth, yeah. your something. I mean, it does something to me and I'm like, and there is no car. This is a, whoever car makers out there don't listen to this, but I'm like, none of the cars last and they all lose value Yeah, for the most part. And so since we have been together, from the moment we were dating till now, I have driven the same vehicle the entire time. I think it's probably about time for me to get another vehicle, but we're not, we're not there yet. In that same amount of time, we have gone through seven? Probably. Seven. Chad has had seven vehicles. And I am telling you that around every single purchase, there was a discussion around whether or not it was the right choice, a benefit. I'm going to tell a fun little story just to even let you in on it. He worked at a residential treatment facility up in Bentonville, and somebody had abandoned a car there, and they needed it off the lot. And so they, uh, Chad said, and they had the title for it. Yeah, they they had had the title, and they just needed it gone. And Chad said, let me take a look at it. And he said, I'll buy it. And so he bought the car for a dollar. One dollar. And and he brought it home, and he fixed a couple things, and we turned around and sold it, and he made a profit on it. But the conversation wasn't hard for a dollar. But yeah. The conversation around whether or not this was going to be a good idea, a good investment, a good return, the amount of time or parts he was going to put into it, yeah. and could he get the money back? And I mean, buying a buying a car you could get working for a dollar and selling it seems like a no brainer to me. Yeah. But there was a lot of time and energy and effort spent in trying to make sure that that was the right choice. And so we started to realize, hey, Chad. Something's at play for you there. Now, this is this is a bit of a trap that can happen in a relationship because Chad will see something at play on my face or I will see something at play on his face or, or it's a tone or a way you carry yourself. Yeah. Here is the question, Chad. How does a partner say... <laughs> what is going on with you without it sounding <laughs> quite like that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, that, that honestly, I mean, I'm sitting here going, I don't know. Like that's, I have to have awareness. It has yeah. to be something that I go, man, this is really a big deal. And um, it shows up in our going out to eat. It yeah. shows up in our buying. Everywhere I spend money, 
I feel like I have to get the best deal possible. Same thing, I could look at all the stuff that we're using right now. The camera, the the road cat, all of it is on sale all at the best price I could get, or it's refurbished, or it's like, yeah. I'm always like, what is the best possible way for me to spend this money and get the most return for my dollar? So I think the word we've both landed on around this is curiosity. If you as the partner who sees your mm-hmm. spouse struggling or or going through something or you know that something's at play behind the eyes or within how then you approach with humility with the right tone with compassion and say hey something's happening for you that i don't think happens for me when you go to make a purchase and it seems um like the car i'm driving right now it's a 2009 honda santa fe she's been real faithful to me uh we got 240,000 miles on it and growing i went onto the lot that day it was the only lot i went to i didn't test drive a whole bunch of cars i take that back i i test drove uh i took it over the weekend actually nfj cruiser and it was way too bumpy for me so i didn't like it so this was the second weekend i went out looking for a car went to a lot test drove it bought it didn't think twice about it and have had it now for going on 13 years. Um, I think it was a pretty good purchase. I think I made a good choice. Yeah, it's a great choice. <laughs> but I said to Chad with curiosity, hey, something happens for you, and I don't think I understand what's happening for you. Can you help me understand your experience? So with curiosity, not condescending, maybe a couple of times I was like, what is wrong with you? Or maybe I shamed him a few times. Maybe I mean... I think we probably got into a negative cycle around this enough times. I think what happened was I would ask you, hey, what do you think about this? And then you would say, you don't need that. Don't worry about it. Or like you would kind of like criticize, which is a pursuer. I don't mean it bad, but like you would kind of give me all the negatives about a topic. And then I'd be like, oh, I better not buy that then. Or I can't buy that. Or I shouldn't buy that. Because if it's not a clear benefit, then I don't. Whether it's gym uh, okay. shorts or not. I yeah. want to weigh in there because I think that was around two specific content topics. Let's talk about these two. One, the bicycles. Mm-hmm. You got a bike. You were starting to, like, take up bicycling. Yep. Not just, like, you know, in high school when you got a Huffy from Walmart or something. Like, this was, like, legit bike. And then you had a conversation about needing, like, a different kind of bike than the one you had. Yeah. Like, it was a, apparently a road bike or a hybrid bike or a mountain bike. or a. Yeah. And then you were like, okay, so we're two bikes in, and you came and said, I'm thinking about getting. And you pitched a third bike that would be, like, a bike for inside that was on a trainer. And he was hesitating on whether or not he needed it. And I was like, you have two bicycles. Why would you need a third bicycle? And I dismissed it immediately. I missed what was what was going on and did not see the need for it. Yeah. Same, you had a watch. You had a, you wanted to upgrade from like a... All this stuff, all the stuff. To a Garmin yeah. watch. And so you this, anyway, this process that you go through is you try to decide, do I need this? Do I want this? Is this going to be efficient? And sometimes you pitch to me an idea. And in that moment, and we talked about this in a previous uh, series, being clear to your partner about what you need your partner to give you back. In that moment, I don't think it was clear to me when Chad was saying, I want to buy a third bike. And what I need you to do is tell me that it's a good choice that I've made, that I'm making a efficient choice with my, or whatever. Yeah. So it hits me weird. Like, I don't know what you want from me, but I'm not going to meet the expectation. And then my, I get triggered and respond with criticism. That shuts the whole conversation down. It isn't beneficial. So 
that is how this has shown up in our relationship over the last 11 years when he wants to make a purchase and we get in a little bit of a cycle because I, I don't think I can solve his raw spot issue. He's got to go into it and now he's got to tell me what he needs from me so that I can try to give him yep. assurance or comfort or something so that he can solve it. Yeah. Well, and in my head, I was like, so as I did that, I started to unpack, like, why, why am I doing so much process or thought or why am I researching so much? Why am I, if you've listened to this series, right, in each one of these episodes, whether it's the food or whether it's the, the play structure or whether it's, there's 10 ways. I could have hired somebody to build the play structure. It'd be cheaper or not cheaper. It'd be more efficient, right, time-wise. I wouldn't have to do it. But, but I'm like, way more expensive. it would be more expensive, <laughs> but I'm like, why is this? Is it like I'm trying to like solve something by buying some things? Am I like addicted to shopping? I'm like, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's not because I'd said this the other day and I don't think you understood what I was saying, but like I bought a new computer recently because my computer, one of the ports is messing up and the trackpad's not working. And it's, I do a lot with my computer. And so I'm like, I bought a new computer and I'm like, and it doesn't give me any relief. Like it I gives think- me zero energy for I that. think that came though from an accusation that I made in the process. Yeah. That you have tried to make a purchase and I have in a critical way or trying to shut it down said, Chad, you can't make these purchases. You're idle. You come to the table with so much pressure on this purchase, like you're going to buy it and it's going to make you feel a certain way and it can't. Right. And when I said that, it didn't land well and we got in a fight about me accusing him of, you know, so... Sometimes when you try to have conversations about this topic, it gets into an ugly fight. It really does. No, it definitely does. And I'm not, I don't think you do that. Like, I think you, I mean, for the most part, unless I'm asking you for input, you're kind of like, okay, do whatever you want. I mean, about the shorts or whatever. The computer, I'm probably not even, the computer, I don't even think we're paying, we're not paying for it. My work's paying for it. (laughs) I'm like, but still, it's not even something, but I'm like, I'm going to go buy this thing and it is going to provide zero relief. In fact, even the purchase itself tells me this isn't the perfect purchase. Mm. It's another thing. Technology and cars. They're always in the mail. It's outdated on the way to me. Like I'm like this. But now you're saying it's not just technology and cars. What about, what about bikes? What about bike shorts? What about, he found a pair of running shoes that he really loves. And so I said to him, Hey, I've purchased running shoes in the past that I love, and two seasons later, when I'm done with those running shoes, wish they still had them. If you love those running shoes like you say you do, I would right now go and buy two more pairs and store them. And I did. And he did. Um, But I think even around that, he was like, hmm, is this a good idea? And I'm like, yes, I'm telling you from experience. Well, two years (laughs) later, I have one more pair in a box. He does. And (laughs) You're excited about it. I am on one level, but there's another level that says they're kind of outdated and they look like old man shoes now. <laughs> and so I'm like, even, even I'm telling you, even shoes, even value, even things that <laughs> they don't provide me relief. Mm. They provide me distress on both sides. Well, of what it. are you going to? Okay, great. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. I, your partner, want to help you with that distress. What can I do? Help me know what to do. I mean, I think it's just value 
me, tell me that I mattered. Like, uh, as you see me working through it, say, hey, I trust you to make a good decision. Even if it's a bad decision, I'm oh, with you. Oh, I love all this. I do trust you to make a good decision. Even if you make a bad decision, I love you. Yeah. Here's the funny thing, too, is that there have been times, because we've had this conversation, where I will say, Chad, you work so hard. You were getting, like, a discount bike that's used, and you're going to fix something that's wrong with it at a fraction of the price. Get the bike. Like, it is a no-brainer. You did yes, all the things you need me to say, please let me hit the button for you so that you, I can take some of that stress away. I will say to this day, <laughs> I have never, the bike we were talking about was like $2,000. <laughs> I have not spent 2000 out of all the conversations we've had on bikes, I have not spent $2,000 on a bike, all the bikes, all four of the bikes <laughs> I've bought. bikes together don't. Add $2,000. <laughs> and I'm like, and even still. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's not, it literally is not about the bike. It's not about the, per- it's not about the, the, I have like some pride in that I got those things for that amount of I money. think you're bringing up such a valid point, which is this. It really isn't about the content. No. Although we have broken down very specific content for you because you have to unpack the content and the feelings that happen as that content is layered to understand the process. And this is a process. When Chad goes to purchase an item, a process starts in his body, in his brain, in his feelers. And I can, as his partner, feel it. I know something's at play. But on any given day, I don't know what's at play. I know there's something, but I he could be in his head, and I think it's over something that happened at work today or something that's happening in his family, and he is in his head weighing out a purchase he's going to make in two days or five days or that he made last yeah. week. And I have no idea unless I say, what is going on for you? And so this is, the, this is yet another example that we're trying to bring to you to say, hey, You have to be in tune with yourself. You have to be able to go, there is something going on that is causing internal tension. Mm. And when there is something going on that's causing internal tension, there is a high likelihood that it is causing relational tension. Yeah. And how you bring that forward or how your partner says, "Um, can we talk about what I sense or what I feel or what's happening and how you have a conversation that says, hey, we're secure. I love Chad. I, I need Chad. He's, he does a great job with purchases. But sometimes we get a little bit sideways around him making a purchase, and we have to figure out how to navigate so that we can help, that I can help him or that he can help me. And that's what we want to pitch to you to start considering, which is also what brings us to our Connect Point. The Connect Point is designed to help you have a different conversation about how you experience your relationship. Small adjustments lead to big change over time. Take some time to practice with us now. In this Connect Point, we want you to take some time and really look at some of the themes in your life. Slow down and say, are there themes that emerge when I look back on some of the fights we've been in or some of the places we've been stuck? Or maybe it is around money and purchases, or maybe it's around doing a project, or maybe it's around how we interact about meals or, or chores. Or There's lots and lots of content areas you could look at for this. But I want you to just take some time and say, what are these themes? What are these places where I find myself spending a lot of energy, feeling a lot of feelings, and, and maybe they're not worth all that feeling. Maybe it's not, um, you know, the bike shorts aren't worth the 15 minutes of thinking about, is this worth it? Right. 
So take some time and look at your process, look at your stories, look at your fights and say, is there anything that that really has me stuck? If you can find a few spaces in there, try to have a conversation about it with your partner, but also just be aware, like this is a thing for me. And why is that? Is it something from my past? Is it my family of origin? Or is it something that I've learned in my adulthood? Maybe not have enough money, not having enough resources. Um, but, but to take a look at it and go, what, what is it that happens to me? And then I'd love for you to just share it with your partner, not looking for a big response, not looking for a big change, just some awareness around the places where you struggle. Take some time and do that. And we'll catch up with you in our next episode. Thanks so much for listening to us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, one of the best things you can do for us is to share it with another couple that you think could benefit from it. You can rate us and give us a review on your listening platform. And you can follow us on our Facebook page, The Real Emhoffs. If you want to support our nonprofit that makes resources available for couples, you can check out the Ways to Give tab on our website, therealemhoffs.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to message or email us with ideas you might like us to talk about or the ways that our ConnectPoint conversations are impacting your relationship. Thanks Thanks again. again.